Welcome to episode 5 of the Talk Nintendo podcast, where we do that just each and every other week for your listening pleasure. I am one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and alongside me tonight, as always, the tantalizing Perry Burke. Tantalizing? Yeah, wow. you know, I, I was thinking of different words, you know, may, maybe some different adjectives to describe you, and for some reason, uh, that one always came to mind. You're a very well, tantalizing thank you. man. Thank you. Um, I'm not even 100% sure on what that means. You know what? But it might not even you? mean what I think it means, but <laughs> I, I'm using it as a compliment tonight, so. All right. Well, you are bodacious. Ooh. I feel I, like we're back in the 70s or something. All right. Cool. That's that- the first <laughs> adjective that came to my mind. <laughs> bodacious Casey. Uh, I, hey. It, bodacious. It's, it's much better than, uh... Things have been called in the past, so. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into those dark times. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. We're trying to keep hey. this PG. Yeah, this is like the first episode, kind of, like the first planned episode since the Switch was announced. We we are post-NX life now, and we are now full-on Switch mode. That's right. Our last uh, recording was, we were still in shock literally minutes after the announcement of Nintendo Switch. Shock meaning finally realizing what everyone said it was. Sensory uh, overload. Months early. But, yeah. There, there was too much information to process. I feel like during that recording, I came in... I, I don't want to say I sounded like lukewarm on it, but going back and re-watching the video and getting, you know, the the of course, the information that's dribbled out afterwards, you know, from things here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. I am whew, I am jacked up for the the switch man. I can't freaking wait. Yep, I I recall you texting me. I think I'm going to get every launch game. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Well, you know what? It, it's right around tax return season, so you know, I, I could be sitting with some extra cabbage and I'm sure I'll probably start saving up for, you know, uh the the switch fund. So it, it might be crazy. I'm going to take days off of work. I'm going to go into that GameStop or wherever I pick it up, and I'm going to make it rain. And that's coming out March. Which is also, right? uh, yeah, which something else we'll be, be doing in March, It's going to be a pretty crazy too. month for this podcast, I'd say. Yeah, we can officially say uh, both members of the podcast will be in attendance for PAX East this year. Woo! Yeah, I am, I'm super jacked up for that, too. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be your first PAX, right? Yeah, it's gonna be my first anything video game related, outside of waiting for Amiibo at Target bef- before it opens. Well, that's pretty exciting, but I think Pax <laughs> might actually, you know, take the cake on this one. Yeah, man, and we're gonna be uh, recording podcasts like, like uh, probably all the time. I don't know. I, I I don't know who records podcasts a lot, but uh, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're uh, we're gonna be playing a lot of local multiplayer stuff because poor Casey never gets to play that. Honestly, that I'm most excited about being back in the hotel room playing. You know, I, I figure we'll probably Casey. bring. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 we'll send Jill and Caitlin out of the room and you know get down to business. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I have a feeling we'll, we'll probably be having an N64, you know, maybe uh, uh, definitely bring the Wii U and, you know, if think, we're lucky, yeah. we might even be switching at that point. Yeah, that could be. It I don't, could be insane. Probably I don't not, think but. so. Yeah, I think I, I've envisioned uh, it's going to be late March, but you never know. On top of everything, apparently, it's Majora's Mask 16-year birthday. Yep, it is. Uh, it's hard to believe that that game came out 16 years ago. It just, And you know what? I still have just as much fun playing it now as I did back then. I mean, hmm. granted, the, the remake for 3DS definitely cleaned some things up and made, uh, made things a little easier, you know, on the user end, but still, one of my all-time favorite games. It's just so weird and different for a Zelda game that I just, I love that dark, weird vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I, I did not play it as a kid when it came out, and um, I played it for the first time, basically... I played a Wii, the Wii Virtual Console, like probably like six years ago version of it, and I, I just couldn't get into it. I think it was a little janky, wasn't it? To the yeah. N sixty four emulation. Yeah, and yeah, but luckily I had a friend that could help me through like how how it works and everything, and and I played it on my new three DS last year. Actually, I remember playing it. It came out like before right before the new 3ds came out or something or at the same time because i remember playing it on my 3ds xl and switching and then having camera control on my new 3ds xl so yeah my earliest memory was going over to my buddy's house and he had it before i did and i I remember running through one of the temples like collecting the little fairies and i just turned the system off when i was done not realizing and i completely screwed up all of his progress because I, oh. I, I was thinking, you know what I mean, like other Zeldas, you just, like, oh, like I played a little bit, I'll turn it off, and then he can just pick up where he's, you know, saved off, but yeah, I completely uh, screwed him over oh. on that. Is he still your friend? Oh, no, he never talked to me again after that. <laughs> <Okay>. Well, <laughs> understood. Yeah, oh, no, I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame yep. him one bit. But well, moving on with the show, we're uh, actually going to do a little something different today, aren't we? Yeah, because a new console was revealed, and that only happens usually every every six years. But with the Wii U, it, that that got a little shortened to four years. But that's okay; I'll yeah. still take it. Yeah, it's just as exciting as if it was six years. And because of that, we're going to switch up the format today and go with the topic of the show to to fire off instead of what we've been playing. Uh, we'll get to that later, but we figured. Let's just dive right into what everyone probably wants to hear about anyway, and that is the Nintendo Switch. Yes, so we will talk about how we feel about the reveal, you know, since... Uh, We've had a couple days see. to process. Yeah, it's been like uh, like five days. Seems like it's been a month because I, I'm waiting. I but. know. I'm t- uh, five months is such a short time from reveal to, you know, when it hits the market, but my goodness, it's going to feel like five years. Yeah. Um, so... I think the biggest thing for me is that realizing how streamlined the system is and um, really un- like how how different that is from the Wii U but you know how how every single game is going to be playable portable and it's not this weird well it can be played off TV sometimes if the developer does it and 
I think to me that's kind of the biggest thing so far that's kind of popped out to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it was like for off TV play, I didn't use it all that much, but it was super frustrating when a game like, uh, for instance, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, like that game would have been perfect for off TV play. And Splatoon. Yeah, and and that it just doesn't have it is yep. sort of annoying. But like you said, with the Switch, it seems like it's going to be seamless. There is no. You know, when you're docked, you're not going to be able to use that second screen, so there's going to be no, like, oh, well, you need two screens to experience this game, you know, so you can only play it, you know, on the home console. It just seems like it's going to be perfect. I mean, yeah. for perfect suited, perfectly suited for me. Um, I end up usually playing my 3DS way more anyway, even when I'm at home, because I yeah. just like that sense of... If I'm playing, I can go get up, you know, if I'm playing Dragon Quest, which I'll be playing for the next eight years, um, it's nice where if I need to go get a drink and I'm in the middle of a battle, I can just bring it with me, you know, or if I want to just stretch my legs, you know, I, I end up walking around the house just playing 3DS half the time anyway. Yeah, uh, that reminds me. So I don't know how it is with your house. Um, can, can you like play in the bathroom with your Wii U? Um... I don't think so. I, I've never personally tried, uh, but I, oh my be goodness. I believe it would probably be out of range. So, like, one of the one of like the craziest things to me was when I got the Wii U, and, like, a little later when I got, I got Black Ops 2, and I remember playing that, and then online, you know, it's a really good game, and then, um, you know, going to the bathroom and playing it in the bathroom, and it's just like... <laughs> Getting headshots like, on the on the can. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> episode title. No, <laughs> headshots uh, on the can. <laughs> no, just like that feeling of like that, that kind of gave me like that portable because I was so far away mm -hmm. from the TV and it was like this feels so good like the the controller and like it's crazy having a real console experience on a pretty good sized screen you know mm -hmm. so so that's what I think of like how the switch is going to be like that everywhere so like i'm going to be so stoked where i'm playing breath of the wild and you know it seems like a lot of that game might be exploring the world obviously so it'll be nice where you know oh i've got work today but i really wanted to play zelda but now i on my lunch break i can take an hour and i can explore and you know i can mess around mess around with all the physics and it just it, uh, sounds it, like it, heaven yeah it really does like, I was skeptical when I first heard um, the Eurogamer leaks about the, you know, what is going to be a portable and a home console, and I was, you know, I'm thinking like, oh god, like, pretty much what you said, uh, alluded to earlier, is the mobile, or not the mobile, the portable version of these games, are they going to be so dumbed down that it's like, almost not even worth trying to play on them? But right. it, it just really seems like this is... It's going to be the real deal if you're playing on the on the go or at home. You know, it's you're going to have that same console like experience, and you know, it, for, for me, it's that's really exciting. Yeah, and and something that I've been noticing a lot as well is how I thought before when the they're talking about the NX and they are saying like it's going to be like the iPad and the iPod. And that really confused me because I was like, okay, so I'm thinking two platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So so how are they going to make 
you know, a Splatoon that works on, you know, with your, and obviously it's going to have a gamepad because it's, you know, that's just how it's going to work or something. Like, I just didn't know, but I'm thinking, thinking, how are they going to do that? And then, yeah, like, what are they going to do to make it on mobile? But thinking of them as two separate platforms, but it's one platform. Yeah. So it's just simplified, streamlined. It makes sense. Like, you literally don't use the screen when you're playing it on the TV. So it's just it's just like a portable screen to take with you. So and th- it looks like I want to hold that thing so bad. Like it just I it looks so it. yeah. <laughs> it just looks so good, you know what I mean? Like I don't like like I, yeah, I think I said nice. I think I said on the other podcast or it might have been when we were playing Splatoon uh, the other night. But you know the Wii U gamepad, I, I like it, but it just looks like very much like a toy where the the I was going to say the NX the switch you know mobile component it just it looks like a high end piece of tech where you know if someone were to be walking through a, a Best Buy or a Target and they saw that thing on display they would I feel like it'd be more intriguing to the average person to be like what is that opposed to where if you saw the gamepad you might be like oh well that looks like you know some sort of kid toy sure i I have a, I love the gamepad. I guess the the biggest thing with me, like, and I I totally get and agree with what you're saying. It is, it's very like we, you know, it's it's in the we branding, and this mm-hmm. is a different branding. Um, but uh, I love the gamepad so much, and that D pad. You know that I that is my favorite thing about it. Oh no and doubt, it, it, no it, doubt. it's my favorite D pad of all time, and I you know that so that's the one thing that. I'm, that's the one thing like that I'm like we have to get this right with the switch is it has to have a d-pad you're yeah you're gonna have to rely on that pro controller it seems or yeah or unless like you said if they if they if, do those they can, joy yeah, cons a new one I think it'd be smart but just the idea that like I mean we can talk about we can kind of move on to this but the idea of literally they can change their controller and come out with anything they want, even specifically for a game. Yeah, and w- I was thinking more about that. Uh, I know you've been saying that you you think slash hope that they release the Joy-Cons, you know, either special editions or just different, um, different like you layouts. said, one with a D-pad. or And the fact that they actually have names for them, you know, like Joy-Cons, I could see that branding already, you know? Exactly. Like coming in a, a pack of some sort. So it, it will definitely be uh, interesting to see if they go go with that moving forward. Because yeah. like you said, it could definitely, you know, the D-pad obviously would be huge. Um, and then even just other experiences, maybe having different, you know, attachments would be would definitely be interesting. It'd be cool right. to see what they could uh, cook up. And, and that brings up, like, the idea of, of how, what tech is in those, you know, um... The the rumors are that they do have, uh, they do have gyro capabilities, um, and the pro controller, but uh, I've heard that the touch screen, there is a touch screen, but all games need to be playable without it. So, I don't know what that means, but I'm just. Yeah, because like, if it's docked, obviously you can't use it because it right. seals up the screen. I mean, I'm like. I could see, oh, what if that button on the Pro Controller 
is equivalent to like a mouse pad that you press it and then a mouse pad like a, or something that would be sort of similar screen. to the DualShock has um it has like have you ever really held a PS4 controller? Oh yeah, yeah. With that little like t- they rarely ever use it. It pretty much just has another button, but it does have like touch control on that and like well, sensor. Right, but I don't mean that it would you'd actually touch it like with your finger and move I mean like you'd press the button and then on the screen system-wide a a mouse, you know, oh, okay, cursor would okay. come up, you know, so then you could press on any part and then you just use the analog stick. I mean, that sounds like super, you know, 1995, but I just mean, yeah, <laughs> that it could be, it could be something, you know, or, 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 or you press it and then you use motion to go on the screen. That makes more sense. Yeah. And then, yeah. You, and then you press a button to click, you know, mm-hmm. for the touch screen. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I was thinking like my <clears throat> first thoughts when I was watching, I was like, all right, we can get Mario Maker for Switch. And then when you saw it docked up in there, I'm like, okay, well, that would totally change how things would be operating. Exactly. But then I was thinking, like, would they have... I don't want to say... Like, do you think they would actually be able to pull off something where, okay, you can edit your levels, but it has to be in, you know, portable form... You know, you take it out of the dock, and it's touchscreen, and you build on that tablet, and then you could plug it back into the dock, and then that way you could play it on the screen. But you can't edit on the big screen. Do you think See, they would do something like that, or do you think okay. that'd be too confusing? If I was them, I mean, I think Super Mario Maker is an important enough game to do something like that. And I think that makes sense, because I don't need... Like, you don't have to have that TV screen while you're editing. It's fun for other people to watch, but, I mean, it's not very fun to I was watch. Gonna, I was going to say, you know I don't think I mean? it's that much fun. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? No, like, no, I totally get it, yeah. Like, if you are sitting there, like, with your wife or, or whatever, and, you know, sh- they can partake in somehow just by seeing it. But I think that that's such an obvious solution instead of not having it. Like, I think they would rather make a, a weird thing for Mario Maker for Switch rather than... Yeah, just exclude it off the system. Because it really does seem like it'd be a pretty simple, you know, like, okay, say I've got the the Pro Controller, I'm playing while it's docked, go into edit mode, and then it just flashes up, you know, please remove gamepad, you know, from dock, pop it out, and then all of a sudden there are your whole, you know, set of tools, and it's pretty much like using a gamepad. And there's no stylus, though. I mean, from what we know. That we know of yet. Um, but if it is more like a iPhone yeah. screen, I think, I think you'd be able to do that with, you know, your fingers pretty easily, but yeah. I'm, uh, I'm hoping, I don't know. I, yeah, I, w- I mean, I think you could, but I think stylus is better is what I mean. I'll just have to bust out one of my 14 million styluses I have around my house <laughs> straight from Nintendo yeah. games. Exactly. Except you can't use those on iPhone screens. Yeah, that's true gotta get one of those stupid rubber pencil nub styluses you gotta cut off some of your own skin and attach it to the end of the stylus (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this is the halloween episode Ooh, spooky (laughs) yeah so well uh i think we kind of get an idea of what we've been feeling but uh let's talk about the new 3d mario yeah um it's really like i love how that 
Nintendo can literally release five seconds worth of not even you know just off-screen play tra- like teaser little and it gets the whole Nintendo community up and you know their jimmies are ruffled you know we're all excited and- oh oh my goodness the, like you know like those three seconds when it first comes up and you see a new Mario game that you never have heard of it's like <gasps> Dude, that you know, little like, town. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That yeah. little town looks amazing, with yeah, the, like the Spanish now, vibe, Spanish flavor to it. Oh yeah, and you told me about the game explain, uh, that they did about the stuff about the like that five seconds, but I haven't. Yeah, I they, haven't watched it. So, do you have anything that that popped out to you? Well, uh, so they were looking at the um the clips and there's the two clips the one clip is the triple jump through the like spanish town and then the other one is when he does that like crouching long jump and the bullet bill comes flying Mm -hmm. and um so yeah we'll in the background they zoom in and there's actually like a floating heart of some sort so they were trying to think maybe that this is more like the Super Mario 64 slash Sunshine, you know, 3D Mario, where you have that health gauge where if you get hit, you you know, it goes down and then maybe you have to hit the hearts to reheal back up, which mm-hmm. for me is super exciting because, you know, I love the, the Galaxy games and, you know, 3D World was awesome, but I love the old format, you know, is my favorite, and I would love to see that in 2017 you know what i mean like what that looks like totally and then just some other things they go into a lot of detail but and i watched it the other day so i'm a little hazy on exactly everything but they also show you know obviously um the mexican town it's like it's a deserty you know kind of area but if you look there's huge shards of ice Mm-hmm. And, and it, it could maybe be big crystals, but they th- they were thinking it was like big shards of ice. So I wonder if that is maybe a, a theme throughout the entire game, or if maybe Super it's... Mario Tropical Freeze. Oh, if <laughs> if this Mario game could be what Tropical Freeze is to the DKC s- series, we might have the best uh, best Mario Count game in. coming in. You know, totally. Yeah, so like, I mean, what do you want out of the game? I want. It's kind of a tough question. It's a it's a it's a big one. It's a big one. No, uh, to me, if they, I want a hub world that feels alive, and not necessarily meaning you know tons of NPCs running around. You know that I, I want it to be where. Like like the the castle in sixty four where there's hidden stars in the hub world, you know like the galaxy hub world. I replayed Galaxy um, earlier or yeah earlier this year and you know great game obviously. But the hub world was just a chore. Uh, like oh okay now I gotta run over to this. You know there was it was just mm-hmm. very definitely like you might as well have just given us a, a level select button. You know what I mean and avoided Which is all what the they wasted did for time. Galaxy two. Yeah so. Yeah. I would love to see, you know, a big hub world that is filled with secrets and it makes me want to explore that area before even getting into other areas where I know there are going to be tons of stars, you know? 
So that yeah. that is what you know I personally want really badly, and I don't think I'm alone on that. But I mean, I think you know, I think you're kind of explaining Sunshine, right? I mean, they, Sunshine had that big world that I think feels super alive, and there there is tons of little nooks and stuff, and Sunshine. You know, like, it's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, and like you know, like there's like the hidden pipeline underneath, and like you can you know you can. You can go all along the the you know along Delfino underneath <clears throat> in the pipes and stuff, and it's just that kind of stuff is so good, you know. So, I Delfino Plaza, coolest Splatoon map ever. I hope they do that with Splatoon, kind of put in other Nintendo locations. That would be really cool, and it, it would fit perfectly. Yeah. I mean, especially with Sunshine and like all the paint and stuff, it like literally fits perfectly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think with the 3D, like, my favorite Mario is the, like, 3D Land, 3D World Mario. It, it's not that I don't like the other ones. I love the other ones, but that's just, to me, my favorite. So, mm-hmm. and I and honestly, they're not that different. I mean, they really aren't that different than what people think. It's, it's like, because I played Mario Land and Mario World basically before I played Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Um and and going back it's like these games are like super similar so you know there it's all it's it's kind of a different like a different mario but it's kind of the same but anyway i anything basically anything that is done by ead you know epd now everything they've done is so good and i i would love a new sunshine 64 style game so you know, you know what that's I was thinking? What I the biggest difference between those two are like what I liked about the old ones is that it was like you would jump into Alright, like you're jumping into the one world and you're gonna get this the it's set up to get the one star, but you could do something else and get a secret star before getting that star. And I just liked how in one environment there was, you know, five, six different stars hidden about. Where like in 3D world, I felt like you went through a level and then you just move on to the next level, you know? Yeah. I like, mean, that. that's what I, I like having that one big playground where, like, there's different stars within that one area, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's something that 3D world, 3D land, they could do multiple star in levels, like hidden stars. That would be kind of cool. Or hidden flagpoles, you know, even. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. Like, just to, yeah, to, feeling. to bring them, you know, bring those two different styles even closer together, you know. Yeah, and there's another game that does that. That's Paper Mario Color Splash. They had the same, they had the same thing, you know, where you have these, you have to get the stars in the level, and there are also hidden stars, and you know. Yeah, different... no, yeah, I love that because it's not just like, all right, you're going to go through this level one way. You know, they're encouraging exploring and trying different things, which for me is always a lot of fun. Yes. So I think I know that, and you know, that we will be happy with what comes out. <laughs> oh, well, like you said, they don't ever really make a bad game. And with a 3D Mario on the brand new console, you know that thing's going to be polished and they're going to, that game's going to be amazing. It's just, what style of amazing are we going to get? Yeah. And, and, you know, we can probably assume that or 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 hope that there could be different playable characters 
Well, I was yeah, I was just gonna actually touch on in the trailer we see uh, those two girls playing Mario. So is that alluding to some co-op play, or you know, yeah. like, or maybe there's a different co-op mode that's mini game you know, in there? Or something. Yeah, aside yeah. from the story mode, but that should be yeah. really exciting to see. Oh, yeah, because uh, you could definitely play it. I just but... had a vision, bro. Okay, what I'm, is it? Imagine the Switch comes out before PAX. We get a. Although I guess Mario is probably not going to be a launch title. I was going to say some co-op Mario on the Switch. Oh, man. But stop it, Casey. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, but <laughs> but if if we're in Fantasyland, if you could have any playable character, you know, return or a new one on a Mario title, what would it be? Any playable character. So I mean, we're talking obviously from the Mario realm. Um, yep. Something that would make sense. I mean, I love shy guys. I, I mean, you would never play as a shy guy, you know, but... <laughs> you totally could. That would be amazing. You play I, as a toad. Shy guys are one of my favorite enemies. So that's why, like, Color Splash is so good, because, like, <laughs> I just love shy guys. So, like... <laughs> that's why it's so scary for you to... <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah. yeah, I mean, shy guy, if we're going... You know, Yoshi would be cool. But, yeah, that would be cool. And then like what a dream a pipe dream a pipe dream would be like let's see some Donkey Kong thrown in there but that you know that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> I know but why? Like it would be so cool. So it's like, you know, what if that was the angle of this one? What if it was Super Mario, you know, 64 style, but you can play as different people and go on different missions, you know, something. something That'd be pretty that wild. Line. It would be pretty awesome. Who would, who, who would your number one uh, playable character be? It would obviously be Wario. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I figured that's where you're yeah. gonna go. Not it Waluigi. Would be amazing. It would, I mean, that would, that's the that's the like fifty one percent Wario of it wants me of me wants Wario forty nine wants Waluigi. But I just think Wario is so awesome and he he demands satisfaction. Plus, Waluigi can't not do anything. He has to only be sports games. <laughs> oh, I, oh! I pine for the day where he's he's accepted into the platforming realm. It would be so <laughs> yeah. It would be awesome to have like a new Wario. Like I know people have said it before, but like Wario and Waluigi RPG or something, you know? Yeah, like, Super Wario Bros. It'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I you know, I think it was, I, I think it was RFN. It might have, I don't know, but. I remember hearing or maybe thinking a long time ago of like they would be perfect in the uh, Mario and Luigi games. Like why aren't they in there? Yeah, like they could be like the the mirrored bad guys, you know, that you have to deal with before getting yeah. to like or, Bowser. Or like if you you played Bowser's Inside Story? Yep. You you know, you play as Bowser, you know, and it's awesome. It's like half the game. You play as Bowser. And so what if with Wario and Waluigi, you know, it's like a separate little quest, you know, that like you're playing with them or like behind them in the story or, or you know what I mean? Like it could be anything. Or you could be playing with them. Like, or literally it's Wario and Waluigi and you're, and you're saving Mario and Luigi or something. I was know? just, I was just going to say, I, I, I feel like they missed, uh, missed a golden opportunity in uh, Dream Team. They could have had it where, um, Luigi 
obviously he goes to sleep and he has like a nightmare and it's him and him and Mario have been turned into Wario and Waluigi and then like they have like a two yes. or, you know like two or three hours of the game is that nightmare and you're playing you as go. them too you know like that'd be pretty cool yeah it'd be or you know and it could be funny too you know oh yeah 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 it'd be scary for him but uh comical for us exactly but we will do a segment on dream games in due time yes i'm sure uh i'm sure that's but, on the docket uh, yeah let's move on to mario kart. let's just kind of come go through pretty quick uh mario kart 8.5 yeah we, so, we we saw the the two items like double dash that yeah. that seems inter- that seems like a pretty big fundamental change dude that's one of my favorite things ever that that's double dash is but my second favorite mario kart from ds but i mean what everyone's been asking for is the return of the double dash because it's so awesome you get to pick two characters yeah no i mean it's that was the one mario kart that really changed the formula and i mean I, i like the original formula like you know i know a lot of people don't love 8 because it didn't really change much but to me I like 8 but it, it really was really refreshing when they changed it like you said you get to pick two characters you got them switching items different like the carts weight you know I, I, yeah that was just a really clever game yeah and it, the battle mode was amazing rip and peace battle mode well but... here's the thing in this enhanced port if that's what this what it appears to be but if this isn't an enhanced port of mario kart 8 they are already added double items now do you think they'd add a robust uh maybe not even a robust catalog but even like four stages of you know arenas where it could actually have legitimate battles well i'm thinking a huge part of switch is having a detachable two controllers for two-player mode and what better thing to have more options for two players than a battle mode. Like, I could just see them... Yeah, and as we saw in the trailer, that uh, two switches can connect together, like when they were playing basketball. Now, imagine getting two switches hooked up together and having four people playing battle mode. That would be insane. Yeah, and it... I mean, of course, racing would be super fun, too, with, with you know, four people playing. I mean, that concept, you know, when you put it that way, I mean, that really makes sense. You know, having two systems, if you have two systems, which you wouldn't want to play four people on one system anyway, because the screen's no, not be, big enough. Yeah, that'd be miserable. But, I mean, you have two of these things, which it's easy to get two, um, because, you know, how many people have a Wii? You know, it's like, it's a home console. So, yeah. So then you bring these to gatherings, and bim, bam, boom, you have a four-player uh, portable I mean, you have a thing like you know, any at any time you can play these amazing games. So, yeah, no, I'm thinking about a really clever idea. Yeah, and I know we were all talking how like how how often will we actually use the Joy Cons, you know, as the full controller with two people? And honestly, I don't think that would happen often. But in the rare cases when you do use them, it's going to be so nice to be like, you know what? I've already got two controllers with me at all time. Like, you never have to worry about, like, oh, man, like, sorry, I'd, I'd, we, it would be awesome to play together, but I don't have a, a spare, you know? Like, you always have that yeah. second at your controller, even if it's not the optimal way to really play. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 
think you're going to be able to play Smash. Two-player Smash. That's going to be... Like, oh. definitely. Oh, I mean, Smash might be a little tough on those little tiny controllers, but who cares, man? You know what I just realized, wondered? I wonder if you can use the Joy-Cons together on the system and then have a two-player with the Pro Controller. Honestly, I bet you you will be able to. That seems like they would be and like that would be so much more comfortable because it'd be like akin to using the Wii and nunchuck you know what i mean right the only thing i'm thinking is it's kind of hard for the other person playing the controller to see the screen better but oh be well cool. i was thinking they would attach it off you know what i mean attach like pull the joy con like pull the joy cons off set up the kickstand so then you have oh. one person using both joy cons oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there you go yeah well, so definitely then, yeah, I think see, they would definitely awesome. have that. Because they're pretty much yeah. a, a, a nunchuck and a Wiimote, you know what I mean? Just without yeah. the, the cable. I mean, it shows them doing that. It's just if if they can do that together. You know, it shows them doing the Joy-Cons off, off, the, do, off the screen and <clears> the Pro <throat> Controller off the screen. But if you can do two-player like that, um, I that think would be they'd sweet. Be, I think they'd be silly not to have that as an option. But, but also, see, this brings a point to me with the options, that the streamlining. So here's, like, the one thing where, you know, you, you have it, and it can dock off into, I mean, it can break off into two controllers, but then that limits your, your what you can do with those controllers. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't play a Splatoon, you know, with with those. I don't think. <laughs> you, ne- you never know. It's got the It's got the face buttons. It's got the control stick. It's got um, shoulder yeah, but, buttons or one shoulder But it doesn't button. have dual analog. Yeah, but then maybe so you maybe have to motion? use the sensor, yeah. I mean, I that mean, would be crazy. But I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't think you can do that for every game, you know? No, probably not. So, but certain ones, like Mario Kart, seems like it would be a good game to have that for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, But as you touched on Splatoon, we saw some new Splatoon on the, the Switch there. Yes, I mean not really anything different besides like hairstyles and and pants and that one stage, but that is very exciting to Dude, me. Dude, hair, con- hairstyle is all we need. I mean, I, look I don't even. I'm just gonna be honest. Like, I don't even need anything new. I, I just want to be able to play on Switch. A portable is perfect for me. So, but you know, what my dream for Splatoon uh, Switch is what? that they release the retail version with all the content um, the Wii U version has right now, right off the bat. Boom. All those maps, you know, all those guns, everything's packed in. And Mm -hmm. then, after that, they do a similar rollout of how the original Splatoon was, where, you know, every week or two, they're like, oh, three new guns are coming out, guys. Catch it on Wednesday. Oh, next week we got a new map coming out you know like and just have that constant yes. flow for like two or three months yeah of, of brand new content i think would be that would be out of this world and that i mean like you said if it's just the wii u version it's going to be good enough to get me to pick it up but if they release a whole slew of new content like they they did the first time around i think that would be amazing of course so we are looking forward to those games, and I think that I think that we are going to see at least Splatoon, Mario Kart, 
Super Mario and Smash like very close to the launch. So, yeah, before the holiday season, probably. I mean, that's very exciting. I mean, you know, they could be at launch. I'm, I mean, it, there's no launch games confirmed at all. So, <laughs> yeah, those are like the only ones that they've showed. So, it makes sense for those to be available at launch. You know, so I could see um, Mario Kart being a, a launch game, and then the new 3D Mario being, you know, the November release. So you still get that Mario title on launch day to get people hyped up. Mm-hmm. So. I can see that happening that way. Definitely. Well, they also showed a slew of third-party support. Um, yes, a so whole we got a, lot. We got, a, we got a big list here that we can go through real quick. Uh, I'll start it off with the 505 Games, which published Terraria, Rocket League, uh, and, I mean, believe it or not, they started with Cooking Mama. And Zumba Fitness. Woo! Some barn burners right there. But honestly, Terraria, Rocket League, those are huge games. So. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think Rocket League would come to the Switch, but that would be pretty incredible because that would be. I don't see why not. That'd be a really fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's true. (laughs) I think it totally could. You know, I went to Xbox, so. And you know what's cool about Rocket League is they have uh, cross-platform play. Yeah, that is amazing. So that would be so, really cool to have like a super robust multiplayer experience. See that that is a game that seems to me they would announce. I, I feel like that it, it I think it caused enough buzz that that they that Nintendo it, you know if they were smart they would have gotten contact and, and got a port you know for Switch. And no, it's I, th- I think that would make people you know ooh a, a portable Rocket League you know. And the best thing about Rocket League, it's only like fifteen or twenty dollars new, so that would be like, just like, if they, that was around launch, that would be really cool because people would be able to buy their full titles, and then they'd be like, oh, like Rocket League for twenty dollars, like, hell yeah, you know, I'm, you know. Of course, yeah. Um, so um, we also yeah. have Activision, which you know, Skylanders and uh, Destiny. What's Activision? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, they only always have the most popular games yeah they they only own everything um yes i figure skylanders will 100 percent come to switch um destiny i'm not sure but that would be interesting and uh, activision also owns blizzard so like that would be pretty awesome to get like diablo 3 or you know they i saw some buzz about um have you ever played hearthstone no do you have any idea what hearthstone is is that the card game? Yeah. Yeah. It's I like... Really, I mean, that's all I know. I could see that coming to Switch because that would, you know, it's on mobile, you know, you could play it on your phone and stuff, and it's super popular, and just a, another portable version of it I could see would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then they have Arc System Works. Uh, they make a lot of fighting games. So I don't know who they are, <laughs> but no, I mean I, I've heard of them. But they make you know Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue, Chase, Cold Case Investigations. That's a yeah, that's that a just very re- recent one. Yeah, that, and I've heard really good things about that game. Yeah, I've heard it's good and short, which are good and good to me. Yeah, I was actually um, thinking about picking it up, you know, on a week when I'm short on new games for the podcast because I yeah. heard it's yeah, it's heard it's like two or three hours long. Um, and yeah. really, really pretty fun. So, totally. 
Um, the next one we have on the list, uh, another small one. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Uh, Atlas. At Atlas. I think it might bat. At yeah, I think it's Alt Us. Atlas. At yeah, I've heard Atlas. <laughs> yeah. Um. Obviously, they uh, are the Shin Megami Tensei franchise, Persona, the Etrian games. Pretty much, uh, lots of uh, JRPG goodness, which. It's right in my wheelhouse, so it's obviously uh, great to see them. And it's funny, I don't think I've ever played an Atlas game. I, I really don't think I have. You were missing out, Isn't my that friend. Weird? That's just really weird, but here's a preview for the Craigslist roundup. I might be playing one, so. Ooh! That, I look forward to hearing that. Alright. Um, with the cool thing, I mean, sort of a pipe dream, but Persona 5 on the Switch would be amazing as well. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if that would happen, um, but it would be it would be really cool. Yeah. Is that game out? No, it comes out on um, Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right. It, it came out in Japan. I know where you're getting, Caitlin. Yeah. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> you won't see me for a week. No, no, no. You give it to her. And say, hey, can, I, can I borrow that? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I knew you wanted this game. <laughs> It I says even got. Kate. I even got it engraved. It says yeah, I Homer. Say, <laughs> I even got you the collector's edition. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I am so nice. Can I can I borrow it? Um, yeah, but the next one. Let's see. You got Bandai Namco. Uh, so, I my respect for them has just skyrocketed over the past couple years. I think that, and almost solely based on. Super Smash Bros. for 3DS and Wii U. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I think that their relationship has become very good with Nintendo. So, I am, I'm really happy for them to be working with Nintendo. Um, they did, you know, they obviously Pac-Man and Project X-Zone and Pokémon Tournament. Uh, yep. You know, that was a huge... That was kind of like the... I don't know, like... It's that came like, out of the that came out of the woodwork, and it actually, I, I you've never played it, right? No, but it didn't it sell better than Street Fighter Five, or it, is it Five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the most recent one. Yeah, there was some sort of yeah, it, it did better, which is uh, I mean, crazy to think about, but it's actually funny. Uh, Caitlin loves Pokemon Tournament for some reason. Um, Cause it's a, so I, mean, I have played the demo. Sorry, I have played the demo. For like you know 20 minutes and well, it, it is fun it's a gorgeous game too when i mentioned uh us playing games in at pax she was like oh poking tournament so you, you'll <laughs> yes. you'll get a experience in poking tournament perfect perfect uh moving right along on this robust <laughs> third party support you know hopefully it, it keeps panning out but uh bethesda which again yes. is we saw that in the trailer that was skyrim um as we we thought it was but yep skyrim so that to me that says all right we're gonna get the skyrim you know remastered collection or whatever they want to call it um but other big games you know fallout is uh, another huge open world game they also um now do doom the new dooms and wolfenstein some shooters so you know bethesda is i mean i like their games I, you know i played a little fallout the, the huge open world games like that aren't my cup of tea per se you know mm -hmm, like I, I, mm -hmm. I could respect 
what it is, and I understand why people love them so much, but they're not exactly for me. But mm -hmm. if Nintendo can get some of those games on its system, you know, those will sell. Those those will sell. People love those games. I think a portable Bethesda game is where it's at, and I don't think there are any Vita games, right? I, no, I can't think not of any. Maybe some sort of uh, like weird. Like I like I know they do like some mobile games like Fallout Shelter. Yeah, but yeah, they like, do yeah. do some weird things, you know. So. But yeah, nothing like nothing like a Skyrim or a Fallout on the go. Yeah, um, that would be really cool. Uh, but we also have Capcom, which we know for sure is gonna be on the Switch. Uh, you know, coming out with mon their Monster Hunters and their Ace Attorneys and Resident Evils and Mega Man's. Uh, I am probably praying. Not that. I am praying for uh, Resident Evil Biohazard to come out for the Wii. Uh, the, oh my Jesus, the Wii. Uh, the Switch, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I cannot wait till it comes out for the 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, and this is kind of a sidetrack thing, but seriously, I just was thinking how huge of a success Sho Shovel Knight was. Why isn't there any big third-party publishers creating those kind of games what why isn't capcom making a really sweet 16-bit looking mega man like I, I know they did like eight and nine or nine and ten whatever but i just it's like why aren't they capitalizing on how how they obviously people want these games they yeah, want just, games that are like them just you know made for now so I just was thinking about that. I was like, why isn't that happening? That's so weird. I was going to say, look at Kickstarter. How many, you know, uh, Mighty Number no. 9. People, yeah. the, the the thirst for the, a proper Mega Man game. You know? You know? But, and I don't, I don't even just mean Mega Man per se, but even like, you know, like Castlevania, you know, oh, well, games. And, and Konami. And, and, you know, like, uh, I don't think, I don't think that, you know, Shovel Knight is, I don't know, like, what, what would you, like, consider Shovel Knight the genre? I mean, it's a lot like DuckTales, actually, when I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to think of how... Yeah, it's got, I mean, yeah, 8-bit platformer. It, it has, like, consecutive it, levels and... Yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got DNA from Super Mario 3, DuckTales, you know, like, all, all those, like... It's so good. It's, it's the like, best, it's the best of the NES, you know what I mean? Like, all yeah. thrown into one. Yeah, so it's like, why are, why isn't Nintendo making something like this? It's you just know, weird to me, you know? Or, like, why didn't maybe they, they purchase are. Shovel Knight? You know, I just feel like it's it's just... Yeah, maybe they are. But I just think that they... it's You know, should have been done already. But, anyway, sorry for the sidetrack. I was just no. thinking about that today. But, um... Yeah, That's so... Cool. Capcom. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> we went over that. Yeah. Next was Codemasters. I mean, Monster Hunter, right? I mean, yeah. before we leave... I mean, like, that's... That like they, if you think about it, that's like the one game that really had that cross play, right? Mm, oh, Wii that U. would be that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Well, I mean, it it had it, you know, on Wii U and 3DS. You you could get both versions. And yeah, but and it was then, a process. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't do it. Did you do that? Oh no, I I I didn't actually. I got Monster Hunter Three, um, on Wii U, and I played it for like an hour, and that was it. But yeah, me too. I think, like you said, like it. I knew there was a process involved, though. But it will be awesome to just pull it right out of that dock, and it is on the go. You know. Yep. So I think that's definitely happening. 
like Monster Hunter. Oh, 5. absolutely! And Monster Hunter Five on the Switch will help sell, uh, you know, Switch. Switches in Japan like gangbusters. Yep, yep it will. So that's uh, why Capcom is important. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Capcom's huge. Um, Codemasters, uh, they they do like racing games like Dirt and Micro Machines and uh, Race Driver. Yeah, I've heard of Dirt because I think that was me a- too. Xbox Gold game, but I really I don't really know anything else. Yeah, sure people. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but you know what I mean. It, it'll yeah. be nice to have the racing genre, um, you know, fulfilled on the the Switch for right. those people I mean, that do enjoy that. If you have that, those two play, I mean, then you can take advantage of the Joy Cons, you know. So. Yep. You know what? Moving I just right along. They're, they're probably gonna call it uh, Joy Con multiplayer compatible or something like that like on the box oh yeah with the little i bet it's gonna be like joy con compatible or something like that you know picture the cute um, little joy cons <laughs> yeah so this next there's a, another developer next uh ea they you probably haven't heard of them what do uh, they do you know like need for speed and mass effect and battlefield and madden you know just Mad- Mad- so i could see you know <laughs> titanfall they do a bunch of stuff but I could see them doing stuff for Switch and, you know. I, I can see some sports they, they titles. Are, they are one of those, let's wait and see how it works, minimal effort put into the system at first and see if it sells and then complain about it. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I understand. I, I think we I all understand. I can see out of those. Yeah, I could see some sport titles and a Need for Speed title uh, on the system. I mean, Battlefield would be cool, but... I get like you said that would be a situation where if uh, year two all of a sudden you know the NX is sold or I keep calling it the wrong name the Switch you know has sold fifteen million in a year you know all of a sudden they're like okay we need to get Battlefield on there because people are gonna mm-hmm. buy it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's up to Nintendo, but yeah. Then we got From Software, which uh, is yeah they do the the Souls like Dark Souls. Um, they did Bloodborne for PS4. Um, Armored Have you played Core. any of those? Yeah, I played Bloodborne. Um, it's really cool. It's, re- it's really tough. So it's like your third per- third uh, third person over the shoulder, and it's just very punishing. Where the enemy, like any enemy, can just absolutely wreck you. So you need to like learn how to take them out carefully, and it's just a a game where. When you start, like, everything's very slow. Like, okay, I'll take out this pack. And then you start, and then you die. And then, like, you just keep progressing. And eventually you can blow through it. But it's got some of the toughest bosses in a game that I've played. Um, Very punishing. But a lot of fun. Cool. Well, I think that would be cool of them. Because those seem like, you know, they're not games that I'm super interested in. But a lot of people are interested in them. So... (laughs) And again, I think like a, a Dark Souls on the go would be appealing to a lot of people, because I feel yeah. like it's one of those games that it gets their talons in you, and you just want to keep playing it. So, mm-hmm. but then after that, we've got Frozen Bite, which uh, I looked. They haven't done much, but they've done the Trine series. Have you Have you ever played any of those games? Yeah, I have played Trine too. Gorgeous game. That that that's a yeah, very visually game. appealing. Like one of the most yeah um the gameplay is okay it's not bad it's pretty good but it's just kind of something missing but it's it's a it's it's a good game i didn't play the original the trine that came out 
the remastered one. But that's something I would be interested in getting. But And those were multiplayer game, right? Like they had yeah. co-op options, so that could be I, good with the Joy-Cons. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then we have Game Trust, which is the, the GameStop developer. Um, yep. the, yeah, they... They, I think they are trying to. They realize that GameStop is eventually going to go out of business, so they're trying to dip their toes in some other waters to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did that song of the deep. I don't know. Have you seen that at all? I've never heard of it until about twenty seconds ago. I don't know what the gameplay is really, but it looks really pretty. Hmm. Well, but yeah, I think that's also like a twenty or thirty dollar game. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. And another one that popped out to me, Grasshopper Manufacture, uh, which they did like Killer Seven and No More Heroes, and they have that that certain art style to them, you know. Cell shaded, sweet cell shaded games. Yeah, I really like the the way those look. Um, to be honest, though, I haven't played either, but I would like to play No More Heroes. Yeah, I've never played any of those, so. Yeah, that would be oh. one to go back to. You should play that. Yeah, I don't think it's probably very expensive either to pick up. No. Um. Then we've got Gung Ho, which uh, they did the Puzzle and Dragons. Uh, have you? That's a mobile game, but they made the Super Mario edition as well. Mm-hmm. Did uh? Did you play that for three years? Uh, uh, I played the uh, demo, and I just just like, yeah, I get it. It's just kind of mindless, and you know. Yeah, I, really I picked it up for it. Yeah, I picked it up. It's a pretty fun little game. But, you know what, that just makes me wonder more uh, if they're going to be bringing more of those mobile-type experiences to the Switch, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another developer, Hamster. Um, if anyone knows... <laughs> <laughs> Please email us at Talk Nintendo Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you are, if you are develop- part of that team... Um, tell us the games that you're making. It'd be cool. Yeah, I, I tried to find some stuff on them. and From what I gather, they're a small indie developer, but your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, and they, they, they're they small and cute, and you can pet them. Yeah. yeah, and they run around on a little ball. and. Hey, true story, okay? True story. True story. Are you ready to get into true story mode? I'm all ears. All right. When I was little, we had a hamster, and I was sitting in the living room, and it was in the other room, and we kept hearing this, like, this, like, like that sound, and we were like, what is that? Like, what are they doing? And we went into the hamster, and my hamster had just had babies. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we knew that, but I was just letting you know, and she was running on the wheel, the babies were walking behind, grabbing the wheel and flinging out of the aquarium. Oh my god! Onto like, the prison ground. break. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, like, like three of them did this. Oh my god! Were they okay? Yeah, they were fine. I mean, we picked them up and touched them, and so she ate them. But they were fine when we picked them up. She ate them. Yeah, that's what hamsters do. A lot of animals do that if you touch them then if something touches them then they eat them 
That's strange. It is strange, but true story. True story. All right. That was, yeah, that's what we've got on Hamster the Developer, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also got uh, Indie Creates, which they've done the Mega Man Zero games, the Azura Striker Gunvolt, and the Bloodstained uh, Kickstarter oh, game. interesting. That okay. Should be coming. I think they pushed that back to 2018, right? Maybe yep. late 2017. Yep. It was 2018. So, so I, that's for sure coming to Switch. So yeah, that that should sure. probably be Bloodstained, which looks pretty cool. So that, that that's exciting. So uh, did they make Castlevania games? No, I think. I'm just trying to think why why are they qualified? Like why are they the? Uh, is there is the, Ego, the director guy? Yeah, he the okay. guy he left and then now he works with them. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So. I didn't realize they made Mega Man Zero. I I, I didn't get that uh, with the Azure yeah. Striker Gunvolt. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Inti creates. Uh, also Koi Tecmo, which we all know them for their Hyrule Warriors game, and you know Dead or Alive Volleyball Edition. I actually that that's one of the games I picked up when I bought my 3DS uh, originally. Because they did not have Zelda Ocarina of Time in, and I was mm-hmm. clamoring for a game, so I do have Dead or Alive Dimensions, I believe it's called. Is that a, is that a fun game? I I don't really I've never played Dead or Alive. I mean, it's a, a fighting game, so it's as fun as so no. a, a fighting game could be. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty cool, but yeah, I mean, I would not have bought it, but it was just a matter of like, well, I need a game to play, <laughs> so. Right. Um. We also have Konami, so. Pachinko games, here we come. All right, I think it's a perfect pachinko device. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because clearly, I mean, you know, the classic Castlevanias, Contras, Silent Hill, Metal Gears, Bombermans, all those fantastic games that are just uh, gonna be rotting. Dead. But who, who knows? Maybe we get lucky and they like the Switch or something. Who knows? I mean, so they were they were on that that that. Yeah, they were on the, the. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, Metal Gear uh, Six confirmed. Yeah. Could you imagine? That would be awesome. Um, and then we have Level Five. You know, Professor Layton, Inazuma Eleven, Yokai Watch, Nino Kuni, Fantasy Life. Dude, Nino Kuni become... Two would be awesome. Is that coming out? Um, they have announced it not for Switch, but um, they. They announced it, I think, at this last E3 that they were going to make a Nino Kuni 2. Um, I haven't played the first one, but I heard it's really good. Yeah, me too. Uh, Marvelous, who there are the uh, Harvest Moon guys, um, Rune Factory 4, and now Story of Seasons, the spiritual successor to Harvest Moon, since they can't technically use the name anymore. Uh, so there's no more Harvest Moon games coming out? Because there isn't there? There is, but... Uh, I don't know the exact story, uh, but something along the lines of somehow, like maybe they split or something, and the other company got to keep Harvest Moon, the the name, and like they still make Harvest Moon games, but they're not either they're not very good or they're not true to what Harvest Moon is. So that is this, so weird to me. So Story of Seasons is actually like what Harvest Moon is. Gotcha. Like, like if you like Harvest Moon games of the past, you want to play Story of Seasons. Gotcha. And I've I believe never they're coming. Any of them? Yeah, but... I believe they're coming out with a second Story of Seasons. 
I think so. yeah, I think it's already out. I think so. Oh. Or 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 it's yeah, close something, to maybe something just came out. It, one of those one of those uh, Harvest Moons. Yeah. Yeah, but um, moving on, Maximum Games, which with heavy hitters like uh, Worms Collection and Farming <laughs> Simulator. Woo! Which, dude, Farming Simulator has a following. Oh, I know. It's just so funny. Uh, it is funny because it's just, to me, it sounds like, like, isn't that like the joke? Like the joke game that everyone like who doesn't really know anything about games would try to come up with like, oh, you're playing Farming Simulator? Like the, the most boring game in the world? Like that seems <laughs> like that, like what they'd say. They're like, what, what's next? Monorail 3D to- trip through Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> if they said that, then I'd go, you're a nerd and you know about this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll probably get Farming si- Simulator Switch. Yeah. You can farm with your friends on the Joy-Con. And you can do it at home or you can do it on the go. There, there's right. nowhere you can't simulate farming. Oh man, um, I gotta water next the crops. Next on the list, Parrot. Can you help me water the crops? Yeah, yeah break off the Joy Cons. Anyway. My, my crops are dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> a man who can't take uh, care of his lawn is not a man at all. That's what I thought about when I dehydrated. Uh, I thought of <laughs> yeah. the Hank Hill one where they're having the water shortage and he can't water the lawn. That's one of the best. That's, uh, um. <laughs> you know, he gets the low flow toilets. Oh man, and those are the worst. You don't want those. You gotta flush four or five times. Um, <laughs> I love when he flushes like the third time, and he goes, "Still." <laughs> uh, it's so good. That's um, an amazing, amazing episode. Okay, go on. Next parody bit. Uh, again, I didn't really find too much about this outside that they're a Japanese developer. I don't even know if they. Uh, had stuff come to uh, America, but I saw a Nintendo Pocket Football Club. I think that was like a an NES game or an old old time game. So no, no, dude, dude, that that's a game on 3DS. Oh, really? Yes. Am I and, thinking and it's it's no, no, that is a game, and it's it's this really cool like sprite game. I don't really know anything about it, but I I think it came out in Europe too, or something. Oh man. I must, yeah, was, I'm looking at screens now. Yeah, it's definitely not an NES game. Yeah. And, uh, coming and to the a, 3DS eShop in April 2014. Yeah, so, so that's obviously... Yeah, it's an old game, but, but yeah, it never cool. came to U.S., so... So, uh, moving on. Uh, good old Nintendo staple now. Uh, Platinum Games. Platinum's so. like a staple for every system. They, they make a ton of games. Yep. They do make a ton of really good-looking games. They're not always really, really, really fun, but they're they're good-looking games. Yeah. When I saw Platinum on the list, my my mind went straight to Bayonetta 3, and I pray that they... that Oh, Bayonetta 3, man. I, please. Please, Jesus. Please. <laughs> Bayonetta 2 is see, awesome. See, my my I went straight to uh, Star Fox Zero uh, download content. So, but if you're saying Bayonetta 3, I think that makes sense too. So, I mean, I could see both of them. I mean, they like you said, they did give them a pretty. You know, I know Star Fox is like 
a Nintendo staple, but it's not like Mario or Zelda. But they gotta had some faith in Platinum to give them, you know, a pretty, pretty strong IP. You know. Of course, of course. Uh, moving right along, we've got Sega. So we're gonna get some of that that dank uh, Sonic let's move game. On. <laughs> so boring. I'm sorry. No, that's just, fine. Yeah, no, I know. know. Sega, Sega, Sega. I just honestly, dude, I look at their at their 3D classics, and I want to get them, but it's just like none of the games. I just don't want to buy any of the games. I don't know. There's something about it that just, it just, their style, something about them, it just doesn't fit me. Yeah. I'm glad people love them though, but I do like the Sega. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. Well, we've already have a couple confirmed, right? Didn't they? The new yeah, they so- got the new Sonic game. So I mean, it, who knows? Maybe they turned a page and figured something out. But if not, there are people who like Sonic. So mm-hmm. we got Spike Chunsoft, which uh, Mystery Dungeon Game, Zero Time Dilemma, and then that one game that I can't Dang pronounce. Dang and Rampa. Dang and Rampa. Sounds like something Boomhauer says. Dang and Rampa. Bang on Dang and Rampa. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what that game's about, but I do know it has a big following on the Vita, so, you yep. know what I mean? Like, that again, just more titles, you know, just give us more like titles. Like you said, big following on the Vita. Yeah, you know what? The Vita doesn't have a strong fan base, but, oh, I should say it doesn't have a large fan base, but, but it has strong. a very strong fan base. Yes. Uh, we have a little, the next one, a little publisher, uh, Square Enix. You know, you know, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, you know. Bravely. Hopefully, Bravely. uh, hopefully, hopefully we get, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake would be pretty wild. And I think, moving forward, Cloud and Smash, sort of, to me, represents a, a, a reuniting of Square and Nintendo for some, uh, what I think we're gonna get some great games from them for this Switch. I would like that. I I don't and I and I I hope that the what would happen is Super Mario RPG two two yeah that would yeah be, I think that insane. would just be the best thing ever so yep also we have uh, Star Breeze Studios which obviously everyone knows them from Payday two and Brothers A Tale of Two Sons I've heard of that game I've never played it though yeah me too and I've heard it's good but I just never played it. Um, so. Moving right along, we've got Take Two Interactive. Almost to the end here, folks. Yeah, I know this has been a long segment, but I, I figured it's a good idea just to you know get it out there, and we can just sort of spitball yeah, what yeah. we we could maybe see yeah. a glimpse. Take Two. So they they uh, they, own, they actually uh, own the publishers Rockstar and Two K Games, which we did see Two K Basketball in the trailer. So. You know, obviously, uh, rock stars, you know, GTA and uh, other ones from Take Two or Civilization and Bioshock, Borderlands. So, Borderlands would be awesome. I could see Borderlands, like, they already have a Vita, like, collection, which I know ran like garbage, but who knows? Like, I feel like Borderlands would be a good fit for the Switch, especially with all the co op. Yeah, it would be great. Um, Yeah, that. You know, who knows who can come from Take Two. So, yeah, so moving on, uh, Telltale Games. They have a bunch of adventure games The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, you know, uh, uh, Homestar or Strong Bad. <laughs> Isn't that, <laughs> don't they make that game? 
Maybe. I'm you not know, that, sure. That, that strong, but I, I thought it was them. Sam and Max. Is that Telltale? I don't... I think Telltale is really only like the the, the click and point event, like Walking Dead type style games. But I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's is what that, those games are. Oh, those are like that too? Oh yeah, I then think. probably. I, they, they pretty much do just that one type of game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I've actually never played one. Uh, I played a little bit of The Walking Dead Season 1. Um, they're cool. You know, it's like a... I don't know. People love them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they get lots of games, so... Again, th- those... I feel like that could get like the more casual gamer involved, too, in those, because they see the TV shows, and they then they see the game, and they want to get into it, so... Mm-hmm. We also got THQ Nordic... Uh, which they have Darksiders, which has been... I mean, that's a that's kind of weird, but there's a Wii U game coming. Yeah, to, Dark, uh, Darksiders 2, right? And uh, No, the first one. Oh, oh yeah, the, the second one. Okay, 2 is right. already out, yeah. Right, and that's the one I'm actually interested in. I think everyone has said that's kind of the better one. So, you know, I've just heard that it's more like a Zelda game and stuff. Sounds good to me. And they also did Ori and the Blind Forest, which I didn't realize... Um, and that's got amazing praise from yeah people. that looks really nice too I, and that's like one of the rare xbox games that like it feels like it shouldn't be on an xbox but it is yeah it should be on switch hopefully it will be yeah that'd be sweet then you've yeah. got uh tokyo rpg factory which i'm pretty sure they're a part of square enix so it's weird that they like put it as two separate, you know, developers on the the image, but maybe they just wanted to flush it out a little bit more. They did uh, recently I Am Setsuna, which is like a, a throwback RPG, um, again, going back more to their roots in the RPG mm-hmm. world. Yep. Uh, and then we got at, TT Games. Yep, they do the... all the Lego games and the Dimensions, which I'm sure will be able to... Uh, Yep, they've been a pretty strong supporter in Wii U, so... Yeah, no, I, t- and you know what? They make damn good games. Yeah, I've never really played one. <laughs> I, I played Dimensions is fun, and um, Lego City Undercover, which is fun too. I want to put more time into that game. Uh, yeah, I need to play that. It's really fun. It's like a GTA, but Legoized. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Um, uh, Rated Free Nintendo is doing the... the um, yeah, retrospect. Yeah, so pretty soon you'll be able to listen to that. So, um, then we got you know Ubisoft, which I think has been a good partner with Nintendo. They, I think they released some good games. Um, two of which being that I played on Wii U, Assassin's Creed, uh, four, but just the Assassin's Creed, and then um, Watch Dogs, which I love both those games. They're very good games. Uh. Assassin's Creed 4 is amazing. Have you played that? Yeah, that was my first Assassin's Creed game, actually, yeah. that I ever played. And uh, yep. I 100%ed it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's, I went... That's I went, a lot. I went balls to the wall in that game. I, okay, I like... so it's, you understand how awesome that game is. Like, it's, I think super underrated. Like, Yeah, no, you know what it was? I think people were just getting burnt out of the Assassin's Creed formula. Yeah. But for me, since it was the first one, it, it was just like, whoa, this is freaking awesome. I know, like, like when you're on a ship and you're attacking another ship and then you, like, 
dive onto the other ship and take out the captain and it's yeah it was a pretty sweet it's feeling. so awesome i mean it, that game is so cool but yeah um they also did uh you know just dance which i think they've already confirmed that's one like that's like the first confirmed game right like yeah, yeah. That I think and I think then, they still uh, make Just Dance for the original Wii still. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And they also have the Ray the Rayman games that you know they can have it completely finished and then just decide to hold it off for a couple months if they want. Yeah, man, that that ruined it for me. But yeah, and the game was it was very gorgeous, you know. But it 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 was no Mario game. Like it was. You know, I just I didn't think the platforming was was as good, Rayman platforming. But it it they're good though. Nah. Yeah, no, they're you know? definitely a nice game. I mean, I, I'm I'm saying it's no Mario. I mean, obviously it's no Mario. That's the best platformer. So. Well, yeah, whole yeah, no no yeah. holds bar to that. Yeah. So also we have Warner Brothers. Um, Which and, do some of your favorite games, right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, if it's the WB Games, I mean, if they ported Arkham Knight to Switch, that would be unbelievable. I would play that like crazy. That's one of my favorite games of all time. So, um, yeah. They also, they published the LEGO games, and um, they are the yeah. distributor of The Witcher 3. Yeah, from CD Projekt Red, which, I mean, I don't think that would really affect, you know, their decision to come to the Switch or not, but that would be another huge open-world game that'd be pretty cool. Uh, the Witcher is yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, have you played that? Um, uh, I played a little bit of it, yeah. It's, again, it's one of those huge open-world games that it's, like, almost just too much for me to handle. Mm-hmm. That's why, dude, that's why I love the Arkham games. And Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, which I think they're very all very similar, but Arkham is definitely the best. It because it's it is contained. And yeah, no, Witcher. There was too much to do. Yep, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, also, which is kind of cool that they showed DNA, um, which we already know is like a partner of theirs now. Basically, they kind of own stock in each other. But yeah, um, and that's sort of like I was saying earlier uh, with uh, Gung Ho and Puzzles and Dragons, so maybe mm-hmm. we'll see some more mobile-esque games uh, coming our way. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, hearing on other podcasts, like, I think they're going to be doing more system-wide stuff, too. So Yeah, which will be nice with hopefully unifying the accounts and making it just seamless. Yeah. Um, then they, they got Epic Games, which they, they make, they're the Unreal Engine, so... To have Unreal Engine running on Switch is good because there are a lot of games, obviously, that use that engine so you know just even more shooters and whatnot coming our way hopefully yeah 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 that's really good to me so and then they want to get call of duty yeah i mean they need i don't i don't want to say they need it but just as many great games as they can get on the system you know just Mm -hmm. let we need that library to be vast Mm mm-hmm and then last but not least, uh, Silicon Studio, which they're actually the, um, the the Bravely Default people and 3D Dot Game Heroes. I've never played any of those, but Mm-mm. obviously. Oh, but you like Bravely Default, right? Yeah, Bravely Default ugh, kicks ass. I really like that game a lot. So 
Hopefully, yeah. maybe we'll get bravely third. <laughs> I I don't see why not. I think it's a uh, very successful, isn't it? So, um, we have been talking a lot about all this, so maybe we should start wrapping it up. But I did have one question for you. Um, all right. I figure we'll ask one question, then we'll just do a little wrap up of what we think. Um, mm -hmm. What information, if you had to pick one one thing you could learn about the NX right now that hasn't already been announced, what would it be? The first thing that pops in my head, and I know this is boring, but will I be able to get a D-pad <laughs> on the Joy-Con? So D, yeah. I, I know, right. I know, but that's the first thing, because honestly, that's so important to me, because that's literally how I control games, and so, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, like you said, it's a vital part, well, way of see, how you play the game. The, then the thing, that, the thing that makes me feel better is that I think this is a home console. And the home console has a D-pad. You know, the Pro Controller has a D-pad. And so, you know, they will probably come out with a handheld version, and that will probably have a D-pad. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, so. Yeah. But what, what about you? If I can know one bit of information that has been released out of anything, I think it would be, what is Retro Studios making? Yes, that would be my second. <laughs> I, th I mean, I, I would, I'd say I'd cheat and say give us the whole launch lineup, but I, I really just want to know: Are they making another Donkey Kong game? Are they finally going back into the Metroid Prime well, or is it a completely new IP? You know, like they, they have been cooking something up since the they uh, finished up Tropical Freeze, so that's been quite some time. So yes. I think it could be. A holiday title, you know, a holiday launch title, not launch title, a holiday title, you know? Mm-hmm. Or oh. is it so expansive that maybe it gets pushed back and, you know, maybe it's a 2018, uh, and it's like, I or 2017, excuse me, you know? And plus, it's like, I don't even care. Yeah, I just want to know tell what me it what it is. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. Well, we've definitely been going on for a long time. So... Yep. Hopefully, to, that to gives, wrap it up, gives you guys a more of a you know w what we could get on the platform, you know, kind of, and plus just kind of what what companies do. What I learned a lot just <laughs> by listening for yeah, the first just, time. So, yeah, it's nice to just have an idea of hopefully some things we could potentially look forward to. But unfortunately, Nintendo has said we will not hear any more information until 2017. So I figure in January. Maybe late January, they're going to have, you know, a, a huge um, Nintendo Direct that's going to give us price, date, launch titles, and then maybe some other titles they're working on that won't be launched, and, you know, just the complete unveiling, and uh, I can't wait till that day. Oh, yeah. But, like you said, with that, I think uh, we'll take a little breather. I know you guys probably need it because I know we do, and uh, we'll come back with what we've been up to and uh, the old Craigslist Roundup. to Talk Nintendo Podcast. It's a podcast for listening 
to Nintendo Talk. So um, what we're going to talk about now, usually we do at the beginning of the podcast, but we're doing it after um, the midsection part deal. The Switch. Casey, why don't you take it from the here? Switch. <laughs> it, the Switch is throwing them off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yep, mm, we I'm getting are, all switched up. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Don't worry. We did uh, just have like an hour and a half discussion about Switch, so... I, yep. I understand a little flustered coming back. I am too. Um, we are going to talk about what we've been up to, and I think, Perry, uh, why don't you kick us off? Okay, cool. So, I have been playing Yoshi's Island DS. Now, what a weird, I mean, random, right? I mean, like, I, it's a sneak, it, it, it is a sneak look at, at my Craigslist find, so... This was a game I got off Craigslist uh, in a deal. Um, it's a game that I played. So I'm going to admit, when I first got a DS, when I was in like, I don't know when, like a sophomore in high school, I did get, I had my friend hook me up with like one of those DS cards and put like all these games on it. I, I know, I know. And... <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing, the funny thing is that that sold so many games to Nintendo for me. I, I bought so many games off there. Um, it got to the point where I didn't. I mean, it didn't feel like it's just, it's just not the same. It really isn't. I don't know. No, I totally it's get it. Not the same. Yeah, I don't. I, but, I want the original cart. Yep, and I don't do that at all anymore. And I don't really. I don't. I don't really care. I mean, I. I'm not gonna. Whatever. I mean, you should probably not steal games, but, um, you know, some people just gotta do what you gotta do, you know. So, um, but I played it then, and I played it through a little bit, but I just didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't get very far, and, um, I just didn't, I don't know, I think I had so many other games I wanted to play, so I just kind of glossed over it, but getting into it now, I'm playing it on a DSi, um, which is just one of my favorite consoles. I just love the DSi. I love how it's slimmer. I love the, the. Yeah, it's a very well put together system. I love the yeah the finish of it, you know, and and the screens are a little bigger than the DS Lite screens, and um, it's just it's such a nice looking system. And playing DS game, I'm so used to playing DS games on 3DS now mm-hmm. on those stretched out big screens, and now playing it, it's just like oh like. I should never play DS games on 3DS because they look so much better on DS. Yeah, it, it's it's always better on the you know the proper hardware. I feel like you know that's what that game was made to be played on. Yeah, so I love the sprites in this game. I th- and uh, the way it uses both screens, uh, it's so cool. It just it gives this verticality to the game. You know, it, it, um, the top screen is kind of always. You know, you're all. It's like always above you, and sometimes you actually are playing on the top screen, um, and instead of playing on the bottom screen, mostly you're playing on the bottom, and uh, it's just really cool. I mean, it's just it's a fun experience. Um, uh, have you played this game before? I have, but I'm honestly having trouble really remembering too much about it because I probably played it when it uh, when it launched in. I'm looking at it right now in 2006. So, it's probably been ten years since I've touched the game. Right now, this is a, a legitimate sequel to the original Yoshi's Island, right? Yeah, yeah, 
And the one of the big things in it is you have uh, different babies, and that's Peach and uh, Donkey Kong. There's baby Donkey Kong, and there's even baby Wario. Oh man, I'm looking so, at I'm looking at screenshots. It looks great. Oh yeah, I mean it's awesome. Plays great, great platforming. I mean it's it's an awesome thing. And the the babies give different abilities. Um, Peach can have the parasol. So that like when there's gusts of wind, like you can like fly way high and to get to different places. And Donkey Kong is a, is like my favorite one because you can you can like uh, do like a like a like a punch like a punch move where you like dive forward and punch, and then you can also climb on vines. Yeah, I'm uh, seeing a screenshot with the vines right now. Yeah, and I haven't actually gotten unlocked Wario yet. I will though. They saved them best for last, so. But um, I'm really enjoying the game. The only, the thing is, is I'm playing it more as a playthrough and not as a collectathon. And those games, Yoshi games, are like collectathons, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I just kind of realized. And a lot of the times, the like to find the collectibles, it's like really obscure, hidden places. So you really have to give the level a good like good thorough search as you're going along if you really want to collect everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like you literally have to put your body in every space. Yeah, because those can. invisible clouds. Cause, yeah, you know, and I, I just, I just, I, I did 100%, I 100%ed uh, new, Yoshi, Yoshi's New Island for 3DS. I love that game. And I didn't make it through Epic, Epic, what, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Whew. I Because we were 100%ing it. And I just, you know, it just was something. It just got bored of it. I don't know. Sometimes, that, that, sometimes with so those games, you just need to say, you know what? I'm not going to hundred percent it, and I'm just going to go through and I'm going to collect as much as I can. But I'm not going to stress when I miss something, you know. And just yeah, because I've done that before too, where some games I'm like, I'm not moving on until I get everything in this level, and then it becomes a job. You know what I mean? It becomes tedious yep. and frustrating to play and. I've gotten to the point yep. where I, I can usually go, okay, like, screw it. I'm just going to enjoy the levels. And if I get all the stars as I'm going, you know, or all the coins as I'm going through, like, fantastic. And if not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to yeah. make me enjoy the game any less. Right. And so one of the things that happens when you do that is the game becomes very easy. So, um,. Because you can't die, right? Unless you fall into a pit. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, I mean, which is a lot. I mean, you die, and, and, you know, you're. If you get lost from the baby, then then you're game over, you know? But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm enjoying the game. I think the babies work fine. It's kind of a weird system because you have to, like, to switch them, you have to stop at these stork spots and then a stork will bring the other baby and you can switch real quick but i think they do it okay i think it, it is kind of convoluted but it works and i just think that yoshi gameplay in general is kind of you know it, it the platforming is really good but but the collectathon aspect i don't know i think that i might have been uh i just have had too much of it mm -hmm. and so going through it it's it's fun uh it's kind of fun to speed run through stuff so 
I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I'll, I'll I definitely want to finish it. And just as a little, uh, well, I better not mention anything yet. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what have you been playing also on the on the old docket? Well, it's that time again, and I'm really excited to uh, partake in my first mystery history. Mystery, mystery. Baby, let's do it. If uh, if you have never listened to the podcast before, this is where uh, one of us uh, plays a game that is not on present consoles. So, you know, not a 3DS game and not a Wii U game, but a, a game on one of the older systems. And now Perry is going to ask me a series of... Uh, we give up to 20 questions for him to try and guess what game I've been playing. And... Um, let's get right into it. Uh, so right. I've got a pen and paper. I'm going to tally down how many questions you ask. Oh, and uh, I'm going to get this. Let's. Uh, I'm going to get this. Let's begin uh, right. our mystery history. Mystery history. All right. Was it released? Uh, on. Uh, was it released before the N64? Yes. Okay. Was it on? The Super Nintendo. No. Was it on the Nintendo? The, N- the NES. Yes. All right. All right. Is it a platformer? No. Is it an RPG? No. Is it a puzzle game? No. Oh, man. That's six questions. <laughs> Is it a sports game? No. Is it a first-party Nintendo game? No. Oh, that really complicates things. (laughs) And it's not an RPG, and it's not a sports game, or a puzzle game, or a platformer. So what could possibly... What is there? That's for you to find out. (laughs) Oh, man, this is is a lot harder than I thought. Yeah, I told you, it's not that easy. (laughs) Um... Is it a, is it, is it like a, uh, oh, what's the kind of game like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? What, like a beat-em-up? Yeah. Um, sort of. I, I'd say yes. I, I, that would be okay. part of the yeah. genre, yes. Okay. Is it, uh, is it Japanese? No. It's not Japanese. And that's ten questions. Oh, good land. Okay. Um, man, I just, I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's tough, man. I'm just, I'm trying to think of, you know. Do you want a hint? Maybe a hint? Um, yeah, maybe we could have a one hint. What holiday's upcoming? Halloween. So, it's an NES game. Um, how about Gargoyle's Quest? No. Ooh. Halloween games. Um, 
this is so tough. I, I'm t- I know, man. Is it? Like I said, um, I, I don't think. I don't know if you're gonna get this one. Hmm. Is it, it? Are there? Is it a multiplayer game? No, single player game. Okay. And. Oh, Do you want another man. hint? Ah, uh, I don't know if I do. Um, sure, one more hint. It's based off of a movie. Based off of a movie. Oh, man. Uh, is it the Goonies? No. <laughs> I don't even know anything. If you, if, um, if, when you want to throw the towel in, let me know. Man, I, okay, uh... And it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, how many questions am I at? You're at 14. 14. So you got six oh. left if you want to try and try and get it. Okay, okay. Does the title have one word in it? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one it's, word. I'll give you another hint. It's three words. And you have five questions left. Three words. Oh my goodness. Um, and one uh, is borderline a word. <laughs> and you say it's American? I mean, it's 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 not Japanese. It, I mean, it's based off an American movie. Oh, but it. Sorry, I mean, I mean, is it developed by? Is it developed by a Japanese? Um. um I mean, yeah, but it's. Do you want me to tell you the developer? I don't think it's going to help you one bit. Is it is it Halloween? No. But that, close. That that Friday the 13th or whatever? There it is. Is that it? Friday the 13th, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. You know who this was okay. developed by? You're never going to no, guess. No, I don't. Atlas. What? Yeah, dude. I, I couldn't believe it. When I saw this was developed by Atlas, I was like, no freaking way. Crazy. So, fr- okay. Friday the 13th, this game is older than I am. It was released in uh, North America. It, I don't even see a Japanese release date uh, on their wiki page. It was released February of 1989. It is a survival horror game. And you are one of six camp counselors. And uh, so it's sort of like it's a side scroller and you're going around, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, Crystal Lake is like the camp that the, the movie takes place at. So, mm-hmm. so you're going around and there's six counselors and there's like 15 kids, I guess, on the, the counter. And like you'll be wandering around and there's like zombies pop up and they're easy to kill and like some bats and some werewolves and like for the most part they're easy to kill or dodge and like every once in a while you like a timer will start coming down and it's like okay jason's gonna get one of these kids so what you need to do is survive three nights or kill jason so okay so when the timer starts going down you can look at your map and you can see where the kid's in trouble so you need to go to that kid and save them and then usually jason's not too far off from that point and 
let me tell you, man, the game is a little freaky. Like, it's obviously it's an NES game, so it's like 8-bit. So it's not like, you know, gruesome or like nothing's popping out of nowhere and scaring the crap out of you. But mm-hmm. the, the music's a little eerie. And then like when you go into the cabin, it switches from um, side-scrolling to like first-person, like not first-person, but like you're behind your character, you know? And, like, you can look left or right, and it's just, like, it's, like, uh, sort of, like, like, you're in a box. So, like, you can move up one box, and then you can take a left, and then, like, mm-hmm. next thing you know, you turn around, and Jason's there with a freaking machete trying to get you, you know what I mean? Yeah, And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, the music changes, and you're like, Jesus! And, um, then he starts attacking you, and then it's almost Punch-Out-esque where, like, he'll swing at you and you need to dodge left and right. And then you can hit him a, bu- hit him a bunch of times and eventually it'll be like, all right, like, you've won, like, you didn't get him, but, like, you're alive for now. And then he disappears. And then you go <laughs> back out and, like, it's pretty weird. Um, Like, when I first started playing, I'm like, this game, man, like, yikes. But as I played it a little bit more, like, it got... it. I mean, again, it's not like it's the greatest game ever. Actually, uh, critics rated it as one of the worst NES games of all time. Um, <laughs> hmm. But, okay. no, I thought it was uh, pretty clever. Um, so are you playing this on an original NES? Yes. I um, remember I went to the... I told you I went to the flea market the other day mm-hmm. with my main goal of finding uh, Mystery History. Mystery History. And, like, I went online, and normally around Halloween, I enjoy, like, I want to pick out some sort of scary game or Halloween-type game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I went online, and I narrowed it down to a couple games, and the the flea market was a bust. There wasn't really any games there. So I went to, like, a, a retro game shop that was in the area, and they had Friday the 13th, so I've got the original cartridge up in my NES top loader playing on the CRT. Oh, sweet. Playing on the CRT. And, um, on the old crypt. Yep. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, like I said, it was, it was crazy to me that it was developed by Atlas. Like, I, I thought that was bonkers. But, um, yeah, no, yeah. interesting little That's game. Like a, what a perfectly themed mystery history game. Yep. That, for our Halloween episode, which. I'm just gonna call it our Halloween episode. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, that's that's what my I wanted to play. Like I was thinking, maybe go back and play Resident Evil on GameCube, or something to that extent. But I'm like, you know what? That's that's too easy. That's too easy. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. I know. I know. And then I thought I about I've played Gargoyles Quest on the VC, and then I was like, maybe I'll get Demon's Crest because I've heard that game's awesome. And it sort of has, like, a, you know, Demon's Halloween feel to it. But then I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, like, I want to embrace this mystery history. Mystery history. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go get the original cart, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, a strange little game, um, for sure. Sort of obtuse, like, like, they give you, like, a light the fireplace in the cabin. So you got to kill a couple of the monsters, and then you get, like, a lighter, then you could light the fire in the cabin. Then you turn around and there's like a note on the floor. And then, you know, different notes and like one would be like, go into the forest. And I'll be like, okay, let me go into the forest. And then like, 
it, it, weird game. But I'm get I'm getting freaked out with just you saying this. So, but I I won't lie. I was playing it last night uh, after we played Splatoon, and like, I got like I was like, oh, when I go into the cabin, I'm like, please don't let Jason come into this cabin after me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, you get to the end of the cabin. Like, in all seriousness, please. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. And, like, and like I was getting a little like, oh, oh, here it comes. We're going to have freaking Jason come. And then sure as shit, there he is with his freaking, like, purple shirt on and his machete. But... Is there blood? No, no. He, he, just, okay. he just whacks on you a little bit, and then you die. And then there's, like, six counselors. So you have essentially six lives to either you know last the certain amount of days or actually kill him and i believe um i was watching some youtube videos you can actually fight jason's mom in the game but i think she what she's like a medusa head in one of the cabins or something like i guess there's a special way to unlock her and uh fight her i don't know i think the concept sounds pretty fun and like great yeah I don't know. no like I, it seems like a game if you knew what you could you, eh, if you knew what you were doing you could probably beat it within an hour i probably i mean if you really knew what you were doing i think i watched a speed run where the guy did it in like five minutes but no it, it's i had more fun than i thought i was going to with it cool well that's great casey i'm glad you could play an old game that you probably wouldn't have other played before it hadn't been for mystery history Yep, my, my favorite section, uh, segment of the show. There you go. Now, well, yeah, now now that we got that mystery history, history, history. goodness out of the way, uh, we've been, we've both been playing a, a, a recent game, haven't we? Yes, and that game is Pirate Pop Plus. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, this is a, uh, fun little arcade game uh, made by 13AM Games of what fame, Casey? The guys who brought you Rumbo. Rumbo, yay, everyone loves Rumbo. I mean, you can't really say you don't like the game because it's just a fun game. So I just don't really accept people not and if, saying And if you say like you it. don't like it, well, we don't like your opinion about it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you say you don't like it, then we'll gladly accept you, your reasoning and talk to you in a civil conversation <laughs> and try to iron out the points and figure out what's going on. Like respectable human beings. There you go. But yeah, so this is a little game. It's not to the uh, Rumbo. It's not as big as Rumbo. But it is a fun little game that looks like a Game Boy game. Like an original Game Boy, you know, uh, four color, you know, five color green game mm, um, I mean yeah. it's very pretty though I that mean, green screen though that tint it, yeah and it's great and it, and it has like you know the the game on the screen is really small and, and I'm thinking you're playing on a are you playing this on your 3DS on your new 3DS well yeah that was actually when I first played it I was like man like the real estate for the actual game is pretty small yeah and, um, I mean because I'm playing on the XL you, you can, have the you have just the normal 3ds. You can actually hit the trigger buttons and it blows it up. Oh. So it'll so it'll get rid of like um, when you're playing the game, like you actually see the like a virtual D-pad and like a virtual button. Yeah. And like you can change the cover plates. Like well, you unlock it with coins, so you could like get like customize your uh, 
your system yeah. within the game. Okay, that's um, cool. But yeah, I ended up just hitting that, and like it zooms in, and you can't really see the like aesthetic of like the game plates or whatever, or the stickers you could put on there. But it made the actual playing the game way better. Sure. Um, it's not too bad with the XL, and it's definitely not bad on Wii U. I've played it on both. Yeah, um, me too. That was actually my before I found out the um, about the blowing up the screen on the 3DS. I was like, well, I need to play this on the Wii U because it would be like the size of the Wii U if it with that layout. I was like, it'll probably be way better. And yeah. to be honest with you, I enjoyed it on the Wii U better because the D pad. And the bigger blown up, and it just looked crisper to me on the the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I, sure, but the the game is so much better suited for 3DS because it is a game that you're gonna pick up. You're probably gonna play it for five minutes, and then you're probably gonna put it down. Yeah. Um. Uh. Another game that I would compare it to is Woe Dave. Have you played that before? Yeah, I played a little bit of that. Yeah. See, I love that game. I'm actually a huge fan of that game. Um, uh, it's it's a really fun arcade game. I mean, it's something I play for five, ten minutes, and then I'm good, you know. But you just need those games. And this is another one, and so I'm happy to have it. Um, another awesome part of the game is the soundtrack. I think that, and I'm sorry I don't know who did it, but they did a very good job in nailing the sweet old melodies that you would hear on those on the uh, Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like, you know, I just, the, that, um, those instruments, those virtual instruments that the Game Boy had, it was just some of my favorite, uh, my, my favorite uh, video game soundtrack is uh, Super Mario Land 2, mm-hmm. uh, Six Golden Coins. Um, that's just my favorite compositions and stuff and melodies and, it reminds me a lot in the Power Pop Plus. I think it's great. So, Yeah, and to touch on the, the gameplay, which I, I don't think, surprisingly enough, we haven't talked about yet. Um, so what the game actually is, it's like it's you got your square screen, and you're in like a, a box of some sort, and like a, a pirate comes and he drops a bubble, and by hitting A, you throw up like a chain that goes to the top of the screen, and when it hits a bubble, it blows it up. So when it's big, it'll blow up into two smaller ones, and then you'll hit it again, and it'll blow up into even smaller ones. And then the mm-hmm. third time you hit it, the balloon pops and it disappears. So so the idea is it gets harder every time you, like, you know, it's a bigger target to hit because mm-hmm. these, bu- these, these bubbles are bouncing around everywhere. Yeah. So you have to hit the bubble and then hit them again and hit them again before it's up. And so you try to create combos doing that and then, by, yeah. not, by not missing. And by the third time you're hitting um, the bubbles, they're pretty small, so it's easy to miss. And you'll get more power-ups as you go, which, you know, there's like a gun power-up that just completely wrecks stuff. And then there's different little power-ups. But the biggest mechanic um, that throws the game for a loop is the gravity uh, can change on a whim. Sometimes, you know... All of a sudden, mm-hmm. they'll change the gravity to upside down. So now all of a sudden, you're on the top of the screen, and you're throwing you know, your chain towards the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. And it also happens you know, where you'll be on the left or right side of the screen. So when there's you know, four, five, six bubbles bouncing around, and all of a sudden, you're flipping you know, the, the direction of gravity, 
things start getting a little crazier where you're landing, all of a sudden bubbles are coming your way. So it gets and, a little hectic when you start getting later on in the experience. Yeah, and uh, a fun little thing is that when it does like flip and you're falling down, then you can you have opportunity to jump on the bubbles, which yep. is a lot easier. Oh, um, it, it's so nice to combo and it because the combos, yeah, and it, and it's a great it's a great little uh, hook, you know, like it's a great little thing to to find out, and then you do unlock. I mean, we probably shouldn't spoil the the ten minutes that. I mean, but you do unlock different weapons too. Just like it's like a shooter. I mean, it, I mean, it really is like, like a an arcade contained shooter, right? I mean, mm. you know. Yeah, so. and, and it's super satisfying when you're like, when you, you get good enough where you can just be moving left to right on the screen without stopping and like throwing up chains and hitting them as they're bouncing off the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it, it's definitely addicting gameplay. Where I'd start a game, you know, I'd get you know what however many thousand points and you'd be like okay like i could do better than that i want to i want to break a hundred thousand you know i, mm-hmm. I could do that and it, it definitely has that game loop uh where you want to keep trying but unfortunately there are no like online leaderboards so it's only like you're pretty much unless if you have a couple people in your house who are playing the game like you're just going against your own scores because to get the very interesting to me yeah to get the top score i think is at like 100k which is very doable um it would be really cool if they had online leaderboards just to sort of or even like local like friends leaderboards so like you could compete against your friends you know that's unbelievable almost you know i mean it yeah i mean i guess it's not unbelievable i mean it's just like an arcade machine right but it's a little disappointing it would be because so nice though because I'd love to see your score and then try to beat it. Yeah, it would be fun to yeah because then you could be like, hey, you know, like I saw your score, I beat it. Like you could check out the leaderboards and see your name below me, and yeah. then all of a sudden I might go, well, shit, I can't let Perry beat me, and then you know it like, it would I give the like, game a little more legs. Yeah, and like I, I don't really care about world scores, but friend scores is really what matters. And yeah, that would have been that's something I really sorely missed while playing it. I was like. Because actually, I was as I was playing, I'm like, oh, they probably have like leaderboards. Like, it'll be so fun to see, like, if it's possible to see Casey's score. Because I don't want to send him a text and say, hey, what's your highest score? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send me <laughs> a picture, man. Do, yeah, send me, send me a Kodak. Yeah, <laughs> my Polaroid's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but it's you know, it's a it is a fun game. Um. But just keep in mind, it's an arcade game. It's not a game you're going to be playing for hours and hours. It really is something that it's a high-scoring thing. You do your run, and then you maybe do it a couple more times, and then you're probably, you know, Yeah, you're done, done. for a couple days. Uh, I'm just, you know, and it, you just just know that, you know, and... and yeah, if you go I, in with that mindset, you're not going to be disappointed when you play it for a half hour, an hour, and then you're like, well, that's it. Yeah, but, but it is be, also uh, cross buy. We should mention that um, it's cross buy and it's five bucks, right? Yeah, four ninety nine yeah, cross I mean, buy. It's just a, it's, just a no brainer. Yeah, if if you like arcade games, it, it's definitely a lot of fun. But you know, if you're not into arcade games and you're not really, you know, into trying to beat high scores, then this one's probably not for you. Right. But yeah, that's Pirate Pop Plus, fun game. I guess the last thing I'd like to say is that. The one thing that I feel like they didn't really nail, like, completely, is the pirate aesthetic. 
I don't really understand where the pirates, what anything has to do with the pirates. I mean, I know it, you're throwing a chain. Yeah, the guy who drops the bubble, I think, is really the only pirate esque thing. <laughs> which I, I'm, which I'm not gonna, like, like that's fine. It, it is an aesthetic choice, and I, you know, the name Pirate Pop Plus. But I'm just saying it doesn't really have anything to do with the gameplay. It was probably it was probably just to get that PPP in the, the mm-hmm. name. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But. Which is fine. I mean, they, it looks, it's a very beautiful game. So that's yeah. all I just wanted to say. Well, uh, yeah. we don't have much more to talk about since we had such a, a hearty discussion with the Switch. Um, I'm pretty sure we're both going to be wrapping up, and we, we want to give uh, Color Splash uh, a legitimate, you know, segment Time to talk about. Yeah, so we'll probably talk about that next show at some point, and if not, definitely the one after that, but I'd imagine uh, probably next episode we'll touch more on that. And, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that, we're going to take a little breather. We're going to come back and uh, do some Craigslist and then wrap up this uh, extremely long show for you guys. Woo! Craigslist Roundup. Uh, Perry's got some good finds this week. Uh, what do you got for us, Perry? Okay, so, yeah, it's kind of a, a normal week. I uh, didn't put too much time into it, but uh, I did get a pretty fun little deal. Um, so, this guy was selling a DSi on Craigslist for 20 bucks, And that's a price I'll buy a DSi. Sold! <laughs> yeah, you know? And so I texted, you know, I'm texting him, and, and we figured it all out. And he goes, I also have some games... Uh, are you interested in buying them? I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, what do you have? And so he sends me this picture uh, a little while later of this stack of, like, you, sir, have a good taste in gaming pile of games. Um, <laughs> I feel like those don't happen too often. <laughs> and, and and the thing that made it was just they were all in perfect condition cases, right? Which is just like, for some reason on Craigslist, I bought bundles of like 30 DS games and none of them have their case. It's like, people just throw these away. It's just so weird. Like, yeah, I get it's it. It's just really weird to me. I, I got it when like N64 and it was cardboard case and like, but when it's like a nice plastic case that like secures a little tiny game card in it, why the heck aren't yeah. you using it? Yeah, but anyway, I'll tell you the list. We got Mario Party DS. And for the sake of time, I'm just going to tell you how much... Okay, so I, I paid uh, 20 bucks for the DSi and 75 bucks for all these games. Okay? Um, and I can sell DSi for 40 uh, Mario Party DS, I got it. Uh, that's a $10 game. Uh, I got the Professor Layton games. Uh, three of, there's, he had three of them. The, uh, that's a good hit. You could probably curious... sell that as a nice little bundle. Yeah, I could. Uh, they don't go for too much. They're like ten bucks each. But I got the Curious Village, and what else is on there? I'm not on that same page. Unwound and Future and Diabolical Box. There it is. Yep. Uh, so ten bucks each. Uh, Trauma Center. That's a good one. Uh, Under the Knife, and uh, that was the one I was talking about. The Atlas game that I might play. That I'm probably gonna play. Um, I've never played it before, so. Uh, also, Elite Beat Agents. 
Um, that's a oh and Trauma Center. That's not a that's like a nine dollar game too. I mean with packaging, uh, eight dollar game, uh, e Elite Beat Agents, uh, Animal Crossing, Dia uh, Wild World, which surprisingly still a pretty sought after game. It's twenty three bucks. Um, that was kind of a surprise hmm. to me. Dang. Um, also Rhythm Heaven, uh, that's ten dollars. Uh, with the see with the uh, with with the case that adds tons of value, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah. Also, that's when I got Yoshi's Island DS, which is ten dollars. Um, Nintendogs. <laughs> Nintendogs is like that. That game sold like crazy, so you can get those for dirt cheap. Yeah, with the case. Yeah, everyone's got that one. <laughs> good condition, a good in a case, five bucks. Um, I also got Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, which it, I've never I, I probably will play that so I'm, I'm kind of excited to play that um, I think I remember reading that Dragon Quest 9 is actually one of the better ones like yeah yeah and I think so too so I mean I, that's what I've heard from my friends so you can sell that for 25 so the last game is the game so this was part of the bundle as well this was part of the bundle so Pokemon Soul Silver. Okay, do you have any idea what this goes for right now? In in case. If I had to guess just based off I know that like some of the other Pokemons are really expensive, I'd say Soul Silver with the case, 80 bucks. It actually goes for $100. Yes. So yeah, that's what's just amazing to me. So um, literally, you paid ninety five for the DSI and all these games, and you can make all of that back plus five bucks off one game. Exactly. So, um, the initial investment ninety five bucks, and then the worth of all those two hundred and thirty bucks. So I made about a hundred and thirty five dollar profit. And um, you got some games, uh, some legitimate good games to actually play. Yeah, no, exactly, and they're all in like amazing condition. So that's a good bundle um, right there, man. Yeah. So uh, also, this is so my friend was helping his friend clean or move, and he, they had all these DS cases laying around that he didn't want, and so I also got this fat stack of just DS cases, but they're they're the Pokemon games in mint condition. Oh man. I like seriously like. Uh, Diamond, platinum, white version, two black version, soul silver, and heart gold. So I actually had the heart gold uh, cartridge, but not the case. So now I have now you got a complete heart gold and soul silver in case and box, um, and those both go for over a hundred bucks. So each, so pretty cool. Not but, a bad week. Yeah, yeah. So that'll do it for my Craigslist roundup. And that's going to pretty much bring us to the end of this show, which uh, has been going on for quite a while now. <laughs> Probably our yep. longest one yet, but you know what? We had a lot of good stuff to cover, and that's just what happens sometimes. I mean, a brand new console, right? I mean... Like, like we said, that doesn't happen very often, so... No, it doesn't. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for, for uh, you know, coming along on this fun ride. Yeah, And... 
if you can, you know, if you have anything, any topics you want us to talk about, you should totally tweet us or email us at Talk Nintendo Pod Podcast. Is it Talk Nintendo Podcast? It's Talk Nintendo Pod on Twitter, and our email is Talk Nintendo Podcast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Hopefully, your hands uh, don't get too tired after typing that uh, address out. Yep. But and. Uh, we will be doing a uh, draw, another uh, prize drawing uh, in the next couple weeks, probably. So um, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, well, we should have more details on that next episode, but uh, not to spoil anything, but it's going to be a, a very good one. I think people will like this. Yes. Yep. But with, uh, with that... Um, like I said, I guess you could find me at Case underscore Jets on Twitter. Curry, where and, can we find you? Uh, I think it's P. Burkham at P. Burkham. P-B-U-R-K-U-M. So, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up on any of those uh, avenues. And with that, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again, everybody. Giddy up. Bang on, dang, Robert, I'll tell you what.